Mishmash, a weekly conversation where we try to unjumble an important and sometimes under the radar statewide story that affects you. Michigan Secretary of State Jocelyn Benson recently put out a long list of changes she wants to see in our elections. She is dreaming big. And in doing so, she's getting out in front of a lot of the conspiracy-fueled calls for election reform from Republicans. Yeah, you know, it's an interesting move that I think in a lot of ways depoliticizes at least some of the discussion, but it's not just a political move. Most of these are very serious proposals, and some of them could even possibly get bipartisan support. Uh, The one that we want to focus on today is about making Election Day a state holiday. Which sounds like who doesn't love a holiday, but it's way more complicated than that, like most things. And Election Day as a state holiday is something that does exist in other countries, but not in the U.S. And this is one of those things that comes up a lot, but never really gets much serious public debate for some reason. On WDET's Detroit Today recently, Benson emphasized that making Election Day a holiday would mean attracting more election workers. And she says that's especially important right now with more voters casting absentee ballots. There There needs to be more of those ballots processed on Election Day while other poll workers help people cast ballots in person. Basically, she's like, hey, we need the bodies. Let's give the people a holiday. This past year, we were able to make it work through sports teams and other businesses that stepped up, gave their employees the day day off, made it a holiday internally. And that enabled us to essentially fill our needs of staffing the elections. And so this would actually make it even easier and validate businesses to give their employees the day off so that they can work the elections and serve as election workers. So Benson also emphasized the preeminence uh, that she says Election Day should have in our culture, you know, that it should be a day of celebration of our civic duty to elect our leaders, a celebration of democracy at a time when democracy is under real threat. But It is important to note, not everyone is jumping at the idea of making Election Day a state holiday. Even some Democrats are saying that it could have unintended consequences. For example, although most schools are closed anyway because they're being used as polling places, not all of them are, which begs the question, you know, if we're going to be closing more schools and possibly daycares, would that cause childcare problems that would actually make it harder for some people to vote? Also, would a holiday mean limited public transit schedules? And if so, would that make it harder for some people to get to the polls? Would you have to pay all levels of election workers holiday pay, which would make administering elections more expensive? All in all, most people with these concerns on both sides of the aisle don't seem to be completely opposed to making Election Day a holiday. But As Michael Scott from The Office has learned, it is not as easy as simply declaring something, just like he cannot simply declare bankruptcy. You cannot simply declare a holiday without addressing some important issues first. And they say they're more enthusiastic about things like expanding early voting and other measures to make it easier for people to vote. Basically, the conversation for a lot of people is going to be just figuring out how do we make it easier for people to vote. So, Shana, um, I got to admit, when I first was thinking about this issue after we had Secretary of State Benson on uh, our show on WDET, uh, thinking about this issue of Election Day as a holiday, I was like, 
is there a good reason why not? Like, you know, is there any reason? Like, like no one, I had legitimately never heard anyone really explain uh, what the drawbacks would be. And so um, I, I did as most people will do these days and posted on Twitter. That was your first mistake. <laughs> and said, hey, like, you know, can anyone make a, a solid argument against this? And you know what? I actually got a lot of response, both in favor and, and uh, sort of against, but mostly just a a lot of really nuanced responses. There can be uh, civil discourse on Twitter. Who knew? <laughs> I didn't, but I was very surprised by what you were able to, to suss out. That's right. So so one of the things that was one of the people who was involved in that uh, was Tina Barton. She is the Rochester Hills city clerk. She's a Republican and someone who um, says that, you know, she's not uh, completely opposed to this idea at all, but had a lot of really interesting uh, ideas about what some of those nuances are here, some of the, the possible unintended consequences. So I wanted to bring her on to talk about it. Uh, Tina Barton, uh, again, a city clerk of Rochester Hills. Welcome to Mishmash. Thank you. It's- it's great to be with you today, and I appreciate the opportunity uh, to weigh in. And as you mentioned, you know, this really isn't a topic where I'm like, absolutely, I'm, I'm totally against this, uh, or I'm absolutely 100% for it. I, I think that there are ideas and things that we need to consider uh, in doing something like that and making Election Day a national holiday. I'm absolutely 100% in favor of getting more people to vote and eligible voters out there voting. So please understand that upfront, that we want as many people voting as possible. I think we have to look at things like if it becomes a national holiday, do we then no longer have um, postal service, which is a really big deal for clerks. You know, we need our mail delivered. We're picking it up all the way up until 8 p.m. on election day, going to the post office ourselves, if need be, and sometimes they personally deliver to us. So does that impact the postal service on election day if it becomes a national holiday? Um, holiday pay. Am I now um, going to need to pay my staff holiday pay, which I'm already looking on election day, not only becomes at one point time and a half, but then also becomes double time because the hours add up. So not only would government workers, would we have to pay holiday pay, but would um, private businesses, if it becomes a national holiday, would they be looking at increasing their pay because now it is a holiday? I also um, wonder about transportation. You know, when we're looking at especially um, underserved communities that maybe are using public transportation uh, more frequently than other communities, uh, does that stop the buses on Election Day? Because now it's a holiday. And the last thing we want to do is prohibit people from getting to where they need to go to vote. We talked about daycare issues. If the daycares, um, you know, shut down, it's not just the schools being out because most of the schools are already closed and we understand that. But now when you start closing down daycares, things like that, and it becomes a childcare issue, I I guess what, um, you know, when I look at all this, I think there are a lot of things that we can look at and talk about um, that could have some negative impacts. And I I think we have to look at, at positive solutions to this issue, which is really how do we get more people to vote? I also have concerns that people that are in the service industry might actually be the ones that um, this is not going to help them. You know, that if they're still out there, they work in the grocery store, they work at the gas station. Is it just going to be the individuals who work in executive positions and and large corporations that are going to get this day off when other people are not? So does it truly bring, you know, equity to, to the board and giving everyone the opportunity to have this day to get out and vote? So, Uh, Again, not against it. I just think that we need to look at the big picture of it and see what's the real solution of how do we get more people to vote. 
So let's unpack some of those concerns a little bit. One of them that you mentioned that I thought was really interesting is is whether or not the post office will deliver if it's a federal holiday. And mail-in voting has become a very big issue. It's becoming more and more popular, especially because of the pandemic. And it's probably something that we will continue to see being a popular way to vote. I mean, just even without a pandemic, just given how easy it is. Are there other ways that the Postal Service not delivering would complicate the elections themselves? Well, I think obviously that's our biggest concern, right, is because about, um, you know, we get about 20 to 25 percent of our absentee ballots come in on election day, whether that be through the mail or people drop them off in person. And the last thing, again, that we want to do is um, not get someone's ballot in because the Postal Service was closed down. So, for instance, in this past election cycle, the city of Rochester Hills had um, 60 ballots that we had to reject. Uh, because they did not make it here before 8 p.m. on election night. I I would think in that case, we're going to see our rejection rate uh, climb. And what you may have intended to be something that would um, give voters bigger opportunity would actually start disenfranchising voters. And so I think we have to think about that, too. Do you see some benefits uh, to making Election Day a holiday? As you said, you're you're not really passionate one way or the other. But, for example, Secretary of State Jocelyn Benson says one of the biggest benefits would be making sure that people who want to work as uh, poll workers are able to do so without worrying about accommodations from their employers. Um, They had to sort of move a lot of uh, hills and mountains this past election to make sure that there were enough employers that were making these accommodations. So her biggest push making it a state holiday in this case uh, is simply just to make that easier. What are your what are your thoughts about that? I absolutely agree, you know, that that can be a benefit, certainly. Um, I And I think a lot of larger corporations are actually allowing their people to do that already. They're giving them a day off, a day of service, if you will, that they can use that opportunity to work on election day as an election inspector. I'd be curious to see, Oakland County did give their employees um, election day off as a holiday this election cycle. Um, I'd be curious to see if there's any case study out there of, of how many of their employees actually did work as election inspectors or, um, you know, voted on election day that might not have voted if they didn't have the day off. I I think that, you know, we should we should look at that. Ultimately, anything that allows more people to vote or gets more people out there voting is is a plus. Right. So, again, don't want to negate this. I I think that there's absolute positively there are going to be people who are going to have the opportunity to vote who might not what I think we ought to be looking at is how do we cram all this opportunity into one day? And instead, let's look at how do we look at early in-person voting and, and we expand the options. So maybe that one day out of the year and out of that month isn't the only opportunity that they can get to walk in there and put their ballot through a machine. That to me is the real answer. Let's get early in-person voting in place in Michigan so that everyone has opportunity that fits their schedule. And if they get sick on you know Monday, the day before the election, uh, Tuesday's not, you know, they're not trying to get an emergency ballot or something like that. It shouldn't all come down to just one day. So you mentioned early in-person voting, which I know even before we started this conversation on air, you you really are pushing for and think that's going to be a great idea. What are some other 
you know, reforms that you think would also benefit and make voting easier and more accessible and, and encourage more people to vote? And maybe not even just like voting reforms. Are there, um, you know, different types of, I guess, should there be more campaigns to encourage voting and, and voter education and, and things like that? What are like, I guess, you know, if you had a laundry list of here's all the things that voting needs in Michigan, what would they be? So I I think is, um, you know, when we came out of the 2016 election cycle as election officials that November, it was abundantly clear to us that we had to hyper focus on cybersecurity, right? We we needed to make sure that we were keeping Russia and China and, and people like that out of our elections. What became very clear to us after this November 2020 election cycle is that we need to do some intense education, um, not only of our for our voters, but also for our legislature so that they understand um, exactly why we do what we do, how we do it. Um, so I think education absolutely 100% is something that as we're going through um, this next year that we need to be very focused on. We also need to focus on transparency. You know, we, we have to provide proof. We have to let people see things. And the more they see, the less questions they will have and the more confidence that they will have. And then we have to take action. You know, there are um, laws in place right now that are not giving clerks the tools that they need to do their job effectively. For instance, we need more time to process absentee ballots. And so that's something that, you know, we have been pushing for and we need that. We also need flexibility with the size and locations of our precincts. Uh, We need to have that. So there are um, many things I could go on. But again, the early in-person voting is a really big push uh, for me. And I think that we should consider vote centers uh, in the state of Michigan and, and see if that's an option for us. I'm curious if you're encouraged by what you're seeing so far. Uh, I know you've been outspoken against a lot of the conspiracy theories and the uh, a lot of the reaction, even from your own uh, your own um, fellow Republicans as well. But in terms of what we're seeing right now, uh, you know, the secretary of state has put forward these uh, this list of reforms that she wants to see. Uh, Some of those include things that some Republicans have have said that they would possibly support as well. Um, What's your level of confidence at this point that uh, state government can function to make elections uh, better and also uh, to improve just trust in the system overall? Well, I, I think ultimately we all see that it's something that needs fixed, right? Everybody recognizes that it's a problem. Voter confidence is at an all-time low. And whether you're a Republican or a Democrat, you have to recognize that that is the case. And I think we both, I think both sides um, have the goal of we need to uh, increase voter confidence. One might have um, a different opinion on how we get there than, than the other party. But I think ultimately the fact that we have the same goal and we, we both recognize the same problem is hopeful for me. I also um, would like to say that election officials across the state and across the country, regardless of what political party they um, might um, have behind their name or they might run on as a ballot, election officials are pro-voter, they're pro-elections, they're pro-election security and pro-election integrity. And it doesn't matter what party it is. That's what they're focused on is how do we get fair, accessible and transparent elections? Is there anything else that we should ask you or that you wanted to get out there or or talk about during this time? I am going to block Jake from Twitter. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, that's what we should all be doing. Let's face it. (laughs) 
No, again, you know, I, I think it's really um, important, for instance, Senator McMorrow uh, here for the city of Rochester Hills, it covers our area. Uh, she's a Democrat. As you said, I'm a Republican. We are great friends. We both see the problems. Uh, we both want to work together to fix those problems. If uh, election day is a holiday, that is really, um, truly no skin off my back is just um, money I have to put in my budget, right? And 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 so that's really how that impacts me. I just, you know, I want to think of the bigger picture. My biggest concerns being the postal service, to be honest with you, and then transportation in areas where people need it. So I think we need to just, uh, it's not a broad stroke, but to me, the broad stroke uh, answer is early in-person voting. And that's what we should be looking at. Again, not trying to put it all into one day. All right. Tina Barton, Rochester Hills City Clerk. Thank you so much for joining us and taking the time to, to talk to us on Mishmash. Oh, thank you. It's great to be with you. Well, that's all for Mishmash this week. I'm Jake Neer. And I'm Shana Roth. Thanks for tuning in.